Welcome back to The Duck Stops Here, a podcast from the University of Oregon. I'm Michelle Joyce Fife, and today on World Teachers Day, we are joined by Sri Lanka's Head of Parliament and Minister of Education, Dinesh Gunawardena. The Honorable Minister earned a Bachelor's of Business Administration at the UO in 1972. We are extremely lucky to have him here to talk to us about his nearly five-decade career in politics and public service. Joining the conversation is Professor Randy Camphouse, the Dean of the University of Oregon's College of Education. U.S. News & World Report ranks UO's College of Education as 15th in the country, with its special education program ranked at number three. Today's conversation will be facilitated by my colleague, Katie Jo Walter, the International Alumni Digital Engagement Manager at the University of Oregon. I would like to start by congratulating you on your long and distinguished career. Uh, Next year will mark your 40-year anniversary as a member of the Sri Lankan Parliament and also your 50-year anniversary as the head of the Mahajana Iksat Parumana Party. So this is an incredible accomplishment, and I just want to to say congratulations on such a long and distinguished career. When you attended the UO, um, almost immediately after you graduated, you returned to Sri Lanka, and you assumed leadership of the political party that your father established, the MEP. Um, Can you tell us more about that transition back to Sri Lanka in these circumstances, and what that was like for you as a young man? Yeah, after uh, graduation, I had a few months of spell in New York City where I had the opportunity of meeting various writers uh, and analysts and at the International Center uh, I was a, uh, often visitor which allowed me to get access to a lot of new areas and experience of senior American citizens and people of high respect in uh, their work in analyzing political and social economics. New York City is a great city. Uh, Even if you walk up and down, one could learn uh, what is uh, the latest development. So soon after uh, returning, I had uh, short experience of being called back to join an active role in the party MEP because I had been in the youth movement before I left uh, in 67 and a lot of youth had now virtually become uh, senior activists so that also attracted, I guess, the U.S. experience of contributing in a different way to Sri Lankan politics. And so as in these days of transition and going back and going into public service, um, what did you miss most about Oregon after you went back? Oregon, I've been having continuous uh, contact and following up what's happening in Oregon. Especially, I think, environment, conscious state was something that was also fairly new to uh, 
uh, part of the world the discussion on economics and various aspects famous economist john kenneth galbraith was in discussion he was ambassador of united states to india where he was writing a lot of india asia the future and the challenges that the advanced societies would also face i think there were other discussions in that manner uh, also the business schools were new to sri lanka getting marketing transportation subjects like that in addition to economics management all that was additions that i could give whomever i meet whenever there is a discussion even with the academics of the young universities of sri lanka and getting them interested also talking of a better manage the democracy of in sri lanka we had just come out of a very severe bloodshed of insurgency to get in the youth back to democratic principles and also if i would take the term of mahatma gandhi ahimsa non violence one of your great one of your great leaders in america Martin Luther King professed non-violence at the time that the non-violent and democratic path was the most important in advancing societies and for every section of society where the US system of uh, how the US Congress works how the US congress uh, representatives were etc was uh, a big uh, contribution in every discussion i had made in my career not only as a political party president but also as a member of parliament trying to get the executive committee system which is a us model into our system so that there is broad participation of all in the process of decision making of government which is one positive factor for a strong democracy i'll use that as, as a small transition here to introduce you to the dean of our college Edu- of education randy campos and um just um and introduced kind of the topic of educational cooperation between the UO and Sri Lanka um minister sir you said that there's you know several areas of mutual interest which include you know um environment and sustainability uh sports technology marine sciences even um so yeah dean um dinesh one of the older students of uh, eugene uh, in asia <laughs> i'm very much pleased as minister of education to speak with you 
Hello, Honorable Ministers. It's a pleasure for me. Uh, thanks to you and Katie Joe for giving me this opportunity. And, and I bring you greetings from uh, your colleagues at the University of Oregon College of Education. Since we're uh, coming up on celebrating International Teachers Day, did, did she ask you the question about who your favorite teacher was and who had the most impact on your life? I mentioned about professors of transportation at that time. We used to have, uh, in addition to the class classroom lectures, have long discussions. And uh, as a result, I uh, took a minor in international transport, which is very important. And at that time, of course, uh, it was also a, it's a new field altogether, the transportation sector. I had. Of course, for a short while, I ended up as the Minister of Transport in Sri Lanka uh, because perhaps I would have been picked because I had done a minor in transport. But the international transport and the sea transport sector, uh, which is becoming cargo, freight, etc., at that time, it was something that I could not imagine, though he was relating how things are happening within the U.S., etc. These are vivid memories. Very much. Very much. <laughs> Very much. Um, so for, for our listeners who don't know about Sri Lankan history, Sri Lankan independence, can you just give us a very brief overview of, I mean, and it's very difficult with people who are as legendary in your country as, as your parents, uh, Dilip and uh, Kasuma Surikunawardena, are, um, but can you give our listeners an idea of, of who they are and what they contributed to your country? Yeah, Philip Gunavadana, my father, was a pioneer in the uh, freedom struggle in the 1930s, returning after a long uh, period in the U.S. and uh, in Europe, where many changes were taking place. And Social welfare, I think, also was a very important factor. Mainly, independence for countries was a main theme at that time, to be a free, sovereign state. In order to create that in our country, Sri Lanka and India, they were working together with the Indian freedom fighter leaders of all shapes and they were as a result he was taken into custody as a member of parliament by the British and kept in custody for a long time where they escaped I think my mother also joined in that great escape to Indian freedom struggle where they went from Sri Lanka to India and joined the freedom struggle and kept the movement going. He was the architect of the socialist, first socialist party of Sri Lanka and uh, had a very influential impact as the first state councillor of the socialist party in the 1936 
held the portfolio of agriculture, food in the People's uh, Democratic Government of 56. My mother was also an MP, member of parliament, who cast in in the by-election when my father was unseated uh, by court order for a violation or one would say supporting unions, striking unions, and thereafter, immediately there was a by-election when my mother uh, stood up for the election as a party candidate and was returned to parliament uncontested. I think she still holds the record of being the first woman to come uncontested to parliament uh, and continued a program of Raising the life of the poor, Sri Lanka has had the cause of similar to other countries. Most of the left social democrats have been contributing to the upliftment of the poor, betterment of the poor, and equal rights for the population, for which they have been actively involved in their work and stood by uh, the parliamentary process in advancing uh, Sri Lanka's cause. His mentor, uh, Scott Nearing, was a, a big influence in the United States of the 30s and 20s. Not only my father, Chai Prakash Narayan, one of the freedom fighters of India. Both of them remember the long discussions they've had in the campus, Madison when they came, when he had met. So I think his contribution, and especially in bringing one of the landmark, the bills which still stands to the farmers of Sri Lanka as Minister of Agriculture. I could say in prison, they wrote for free education which was being agitated at that time. Uh, as prisoners, they came a big impact because they had a lot of followers. And the Buddhist priests, you know, Buddhism is Sri Lanka's history. That's why Henry Olcott, the American theosophist, came to Sri Lanka in the 19th century and worked for the cause of Buddhism and to establish links in the United States and other places and contribute in starting up schools in Sri Lanka, which was a tremendous uh, background that the Sri Lankan society had right through. And our men have created, uh, been able to protect the country for your citizens, for our children and a new generation for which education is the wealth of knowledge. Sri Lanka being an island in strategically placed in the Indian Ocean. From Sri Lanka right down to the southern pole, only the sea, the Indian Ocean. And the sea lanes have to pass Sri Lanka to get to the other parts of Europe. So it's a very strategically important place, which uh, if I go back to the history in the 1500s, 
Portuguese came, but they were never able to capture the whole country. Then came the Dutch, also another hundred years, 25 years. Then came the British. It was about a long centuries of battle, and with South India also, on and off having battles. So Sri Lanka inherited the heritage of defending uh, not only the state of Lanka, but also the great contribution of over thousands of years of the civilization to which Sri Lanka had built and contributed, uh, which is today, even today, uh, visible. Hundreds of thousands of people visit Sri Lanka just to view these great achievements. There is also the aspect of other religious universities that were promoted during his dinner as a member of the government, upgrading into important universities, also the nationalization of the Colombo port in order to make it one of the important uh, ports in the navigation, transport. Luckily I studied international transport as a minor in uh, Eugene. We are under a very eminent professor he used to have long chats with me other than the class with most of the professors I recall. And, but uh, I'm, I recall this uh, acts of parliament which went through and the changes as a result in bringing Sri Lanka uh, on the path of uh, working towards a modern economy. Both of them contributed immensely. Thank you for giving me such a great overview um, for our listeners of, of, of your country, its history, its contributions to the world. You know, you're carrying this torch forward from your family's legacy into this new era of Sri Lankan independence. And um, you've had this long and fruitful relationship with the U.S., which has been going on for over 70 years. And you just finished a stint as um as the Minister of Foreign Affairs. So I'm wondering, first of all, what you think the greatest areas of promise are, you know, between US and Sri Lanka for cooperation. Um, and second of all, something else you touched on just now was about Buddhism and the legacy of Buddhism in Sri Lanka. Um, and as the official religion, I'm wondering what concepts or philosophies you think are most, um, have, have the most potential to contribute to, to modern developments of education um, and new pedagogies and ways of thinking about the way we teach young people? Very much. I think Sri Lanka-U.S. relationship, as uh, we always talk of, of a 70-year history, uh, is only when diplomatic relations were established. But it goes far, far uh, back. As I mentioned to the visit of Henry Alcott, 
a US who was known and popular establishing relations uh, in that era. As a result, Sri Lankan students, Sri Lankan trade, Sri Lankan, uh, Sri Lanka uh, accessing uh, advanced knowledge from the US has continued. Uh, students have been able to go to leading universities in the US prior to establishing relations as well as thereafter making access to high technology that is very important uh, for Sri Lanka. Uh, the new research that is being done. Uh, Henry Walcott was able to I think start uh, uh, even in the northern part of Sri Lanka, Jaffna, from Jaffna to Colombo. Uh, so there are new areas of uh, trade and commerce that can be developed even now. Our uh, apparel industry deals even in the pandemic with the US and US has kept the market open for us. There are, there are so many other areas where U.S. investment can work with Sri Lanka's progress and also work with the universities which will contribute uh, to the economy because today the universities work with society, business, research, etc. And that's how most of the universities in the U.S. has been working and Sri Lanka as a university system also is advancing on those paths of research with the corporate sector and research for the state as well as in education areas. Sri Lanka university system could work for knowledge and cooperation closely uh, with the US in addition to the business and new technology, accessing new technology as well as Sri Lanka's exports to the US market. Because US is a highly varied market, having access to so many different products from the world. Sri Lanka tea is the world famous. I don't want to say much about being world famous. It is regarded as the most famous as well as our rubber. My father was selling rubber from Sri Lanka 100 years ago in the US stock market in New York uh, working for his father's plantation. So we, uh, we have had the natural rubber, artificial rubber, various things in that sector. Sri Lanka still has a lovely coverage of green uh, rubber plantations which gives us environment uh, protection plus production into new areas. Also in Buddhism at the access to Sri Lanka Theravada Buddhism with the US is another area which is opening up not only for Sri Lanka. The pressure and the tension 
of advanced societies, people see much more new areas which can help to in their lives uh, balancing and to give more uh, consolation, especially in meditation. And I would say Sri Lanka would be able to contribute to meditation, Buddhist religious work with the universities. I would recall one of our famous Buddhist priests, Dr. Walpala Rahula, who wrote a very short book of what the Buddha taught. He was professor emeritus at one time to the faculty in the Northwestern University. I remember meeting him as a student. His book has been transferred, translated into 28 languages now. What the Buddha taught, the essence of uh, understanding has become a very um, more than popular, a book that is adhered by many teachers across the world. So Sri Lanka education system, universities could work and religious, Buddhist religious organizations also uh, could work with the US education institutions as well as, as I mentioned, meditation, yoga has been now gaining popularity. Uh, as Minister of Education, I look forward to possibilities of setting up exchange programs with the US education system for the faculties as well as access is also now available for students but also for Buddhist studies the Sri Lanka also could open and have exchange programs with the new programs like what we enjoy now a zoom conversation with some of the universities will contribute uh, heavily. I also would like to recall, as I mentioned earlier, John Hopkins University in the US uh, opened up uh, for Sri Lanka's health system. It was John Hopkins University that planned us our primary health system in the 1930s and the 40s. It still stands. And Sri Lanka is proud of having a highly literate society and a very positive and uh, respected, acknowledged health system. Because of all these contributions, the exchanges that have taken place, and the transfer of knowledge that continues to take place from uh, the United States to Sri Lanka. And I hope that we I can also enhance a closer relationship uh, with uh, UFO, being a duck, with Eugene to new, new faculties 
new faculties uh, i was i was very happy when i received the cap the cap that was sent uh, it is manufactured in one of the leading uh, sports <coughs> sports and garment uh, institutions in the, in oregon and uh, also has a university in sports i still remember one of the fastest runners of our days uh, in the university system of america stepri fonte was a student in oregon when he used to take part in an event uh, the whole campus was coming to watch him so these are moments uh, which uh, uh, being a student of uh, oregon i would always remember 50 years have gone but i don't think i feel that like 50 has gone because i kept company with the united states as well as with eugene i'm happy to have the opportunity to speak with you about our college and our faculty because we are increasingly having um an international influence and getting more engaged in international partnerships one of our faculty members there's quite a bit of training and consultation for um uh, the US agency for international development and she uh, expressed an an interest in a possible partnership but i would like to know more about um your uh your interests um in in uh moving education in sri lanka or not changing education in sri lanka i'd like to know what your thoughts are about the past and future of education in your country yeah then i think uh, in short i sri lanka passed its free education bill in the 1945 and we have established uh, the key schools in across the country's district system and the university education system really uh, had a breakthrough only in the late 50s and 60s and it has advanced now to 16 state universities plus plus i must say uh, foreign universities that have conduct degree programs including some of the us uh, colleges where our students register and follow uh, the courses and they are after transfer uh, to the final two years of study now those are also uh, in addition to the state universities these university programs are also the running there is also a lot of new uh, interest on because sri lanka is virtually a strategically located island where most of the asian countries and being a member of the former british commonwealth uh, there is understanding and closer interest for all those countries to participate in the educational development that the government is uh, at the moment going ahead as you mentioned 
the U.S. Uh, aid and U.S. scholarships have been made available to fair number, um, but the numbers that go on their own is uh, in thousands to study in the U.S. for higher education, and I think, uh, as I mentioned earlier to Joe. Eugene or uh, UFO was one of the, I would say, early uh, forward-looking universities in terms of environment. Today, environment, climate change, ocean is becoming the most important subject across the world. And therefore, uh, we have a lot of common ground on which we can move. Also in the fields of, I would say, nursing, education, and postgraduate education is important because new concepts that the U.S. and the universities have started have been also being uh, taken into consideration now uh, in the new educational policies in establishing uh, higher education institutions, both the state as well as uh, other courses that could be offered, either uh, either in as students or being outside campus, how one could continue their education. And research faculties are working uh, a day. These are research uh, faculties are working with some international universities. It's another area. Our College of Education is um, is a little unusual in that we have, in addition to teacher education and special education, uh, we have very strong programs in mental health uh, care and service delivery uh, in areas such as school psychology, uh, couples and family therapy, counseling psychology, and a new um, unit with some degree programs that goes by the name of prevention science. And those faculty are working in the areas of health promotion and mental health promotion as well, and doing some very good, exciting, uh, field-leading work, particularly with um, adolescents in reducing um, adolescent risk for events such as suicide or just uh, making poor decisions uh, about substance abuse and things of that nature, um, and promoting um, healthy behaviors so um, we're like um, many colleges of education, except in that regard with this significant emphasis on health promotion and mental health promotion. I think that those are new areas uh, that would uh, also interest for some of our academic community and some of the faculties. I was, I was just going to add that... Uh, our highest ranked uh, 
program for the past two decades is our special education program. And we do receive a number of um, international inquiries for building inclusive educational systems where uh, children with um, various disabilities can uh, be optimally involved in, in the regular classroom setting. Um, so that's, uh, that's an area of longstanding strength and, and longstanding excellence here at the U of O. Very much. I think that area is a special area that has to be developed here in Sri Lanka, which we are given attention. There are government and uh, provincial departments, but the educational aspect of how this should be approached is uh, rather uh, slow. So these are very, these are uh, issues that are now emerging because uh, the numbers are also increasing in some of these areas. These are, as mentioned, I just now, these are new educational programs uh, that have emerged and I think you have UFO has been a very much a, a pioneer in these areas. We, we will get our uh, relevant faculties and all the academics to be in touch and, uh, with the university. I still very much enjoy taking new international students to experience all of that for the first time when they arrive. It's, it's a really wonderful thing. <laughs> very much, very much. I also had the experience of uh, going to, to uh, it was Madras, Madras, a small city. Oh, Madras, Oregon, yeah. It was named after the Madras fabric from India. I was, I was shocked because I had landed in Madras and to take flight to uh, London at that time, our uh, airline went to Madras, which is in India. <laughs> Easy. Yes. And we only knew Madras of India. And right across, we were taken on a, on a uh, foreign students' tours. I must also mention, I forget the names I lost. I've been very bad that way, in a way. <laughs> but the friendship family. Uh, yeah, the first time he met me and we went for a call for uh, Coke and pizza. I never had pizza at that time. <laughs> and we were having a chat. Then he told me, look, Dinesh, I was the young reporter who interviewed your uh, minister, finance minister, who came to uh, San Francisco for the peace conference with Japan when he made a historic speech on Buddhism and said, we don't, uh, quoting Buddha and said, we have no enemies and we don't have, we don't take revenge. Uh, the Buddhist uh, version, he uh, spoke in short and that was something that Japan never expected 
from any of the delegates and he was crowded by so many but I was as I had been with him from the beginning of the uh, conference he always told me stand by don't go stand by don't go so he used to remember this and how he interviewed the Jaja Abadana uh, minister at that time who later became president of Sri Lanka that's great yeah I was going to mention that I you know I spent extensive time in India and I visited Sanchi where I saw that that you actually helped to establish a, a rest house for pilgrims coming there to the um, to Sanchi the Buddhist stupas that stay back to the third century BC and but I haven't been to Sri Lanka so I was going to ask you to tell our listeners Sri Lanka was one of the top rising tourist destinations before the pandemic hit um you know what what can someone experience uniquely if they come to Sri Lanka uh, Sri Lanka as a island in the Indian Ocean the lovely beaches the lovely coconut plantations and the forest cover the wild uh, collection of wildlife and even in the sea the uh, being tourist attraction whale watching which is unprecedented a lot of US citizens come long way to watch the whales and the great great uh, uh, history and the archaeological remains uh, have become a study or as well as not only wish to visit but also studies and experience for Sri Lanka tourists it's a place of uh, great tourist attraction I would say uh, the different religions Buddhism Christianity Hinduism and their contribution their festivals and events take place so uh, Sri Lanka and the lovely tea plantations to which one I is surprised to uh, visit and pluck uh, tea bud tea bud and enjoy uh, sipping a cup of tea that water most tourists take this as a an experience which is given and uh, the religious festivals uh, where Buddha's tooth relic is still preserved in the city of Kandy in the hill country you know UNESCO declared the heritage sites and in fact uh, we are planning to host the UNESCO conference in December uh, but as Sri Lanka is in the uh, strategic location of the Indian Ocean we get more traffic coming that is from Australia from the east when the Europe and America is in winter they have summer so uh, we are from Japan and China India uh, European visitors Sri Lanka is visited by all and I hope there will be a UFO team that comes to Sri Lanka I before I conclude I remember one name Thomas Hillary Thomas Hillary 
he was in the Indian program of American okay. students orientation and he did visit Sri Lanka a few, few years ago, three years ago. Uh, of course, a duck being an alumni, so uh, uh, he did visit because he was interested in finding out uh, Sri Lanka also, in adding to the U.S. program uh, in addition to India. And that was his interest. And, uh, so I look forward to a much more closer uh, opportunities of exchanging as well as contributing uh, our experience to the benefit of Sri Lankan people and also to other students from other Asian countries who come to Sri Lanka for higher education. Honorable Minister Ayawan and Professor Campos, again, thank you for joining us on short notice. We very much appreciate it. Thank you, Honorable Minister and Katie Joe. I appreciate it so much. Thank you, Professor Campos, and thank you, Joe, from the International Department. Once again, I wish you all, all the best. Be sure to check out the show notes for links about our guests and info about how to stay connected. Thanks for listening to The Duck Stops Here.